Good morning. I'm Debbie Cruz. It's Thursday, December 29th. A lawyer for the ACLU on why he's fighting against Title 42. More on that next. But first, let's do the headlines. It was another rough day for airline travelers yesterday as Southwest canceled most of its flights into and out of San Diego. Passengers will likely be stranded for a few more days as the airline works through the backlog to catch up. The airline now says a scheduling system failure coupled with winter weather is to blame. U.S. Department of Transportation officials issued a statement saying the situation is unacceptable. Looks like rain will be part of this year's New Year's Eve celebrations. Forecasters say San Diego will see light showers on and off for the next couple of days. But precipitation will pick up on Saturday, bringing up to three-quarters of an inch and even more in the mountains. Saturday's storm is expected to dump a bit more rain than we got on Tuesday and is expected to last through New Year's Day. An orphaned bear cub being treated at the San Diego Humane Society's Wildlife Center is gaining strength and appears to be in good health. The seven-month-old cub was rescued in Bishop two weeks ago and brought to the center in Ramona. The Humane Society says the cub's care team is fattening him up with a diet of eggs, honey, grasses, walnuts, gruel, and fish. They are limiting human contact with the cub, with the goal of releasing it back into the wild in a few months. From KPBS, you're listening to San Diego News Now. Stay with me for more of the local news you need. Hi, I'm Bill Hohen. And I'm Ted Hohen. Over the past 50 years, our family has brought many world-class dealerships to Carlsbad, including Mercedes-Benz, Porsche, Audi, Honda, Acura, Jaguar, and Land Rover. That's right. This year we're celebrating 50 years in Carlsbad. So on behalf of the entire Hohen family, we want to thank San Diego. Throughout the years, we've taken tremendous pride in meeting and even exceeding our customers' automotive needs. We value the relationships with our clients and look forward to serving you for years to come. We invite you to visit one of the Hohen Carlsbad dealerships or hohenmotors.com. The controversial pandemic-era immigration policy known as Title 42 was supposed to end last week, but attorneys general from a group of conservative states persuaded the Supreme Court to keep the policy alive, at least for now. KPBS border reporter Gustavo Solis spoke to an attorney trying to end the policy. The Trump administration originally framed Title 42 as a restriction meant to stop the spread of COVID-19. Advocates for immigrants say that it's ironic that the same state officials who pushed back on testing, masking, and vaccine mandates are now fighting in favor of a pandemic restriction. Lee Gillerant is the ACLU's lead lawyer in the federal court case against Title 42. These 19 states have almost uniformly opposed every type of COVID restriction. The one type of COVID restriction they claim to support is the one that targets vulnerable asylum seekers. 
In November, a federal judge in Washington, D.C. ruled in the ACLU's favor and ordered the Biden administration to end the policy on December 21st. The conservative states then took their case to the U.S. Supreme Court. Justices are scheduled to hear arguments in the case in February. Until they rule, the order to terminate Title 42 is on pause. Gustavo Solis, KPBS News. Volunteers stepped in after dozens of migrants were left at bus stations across San Diego County over the holiday weekend. KPBS North County reporter Tanya Thorne says volunteers helped get them to their final destinations. A video taken at an Oceanside shelter shows migrants sitting on the floor eating a makeshift Christmas dinner. Thank you guys all who made this possible. And we're enjoying our Christmas meal. Thank you and Merry Christmas to all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. The group was dropped off on Christmas Eve at the Rancho de Loro Sprinter Station. Max Disposti with the North County LGBTQ Resource Center is one of the people providing food and transportation to the migrants. And these are people that are already being vetted by United States Immigration Services. These are people that already have sponsors in the U.S. They apply for uh, refugee status, political asylum status, or they're in the process of being recognized. Other similar drop-offs were reported at El Cajon. County Supervisor Jim Desmond tweeted Wednesday more than 1,000 migrants have been dropped off in San Diego, straining local resources available. Border officials declined to say if more migrants will be dropped off, but local organizations are already mobilizing to prepare just in case. Tanya Thorne, KPBS News. San Diego is preparing to add bike lanes to Convoy Street, the heart of Kearney Mesa's Asian Cultural District. KPBS Metro reporter Andrew Bowen has more on how businesses and residents are taking the news. You know, not a lot of residents right nearby. Uh, the previous owner always joked we were the neighborhood pub without a neighborhood. Tom Nickel is the owner of O'Brien's Pub on Convoy Street, the heart of San Diego's Convoy Asian Cultural District. The lack of housing within walking distance of the area means most of his customers arrive by car. The city's plans for bike lanes on Convoy Street will mean the removal of 288 parking spaces, a price that Nickel says isn't worth it. The convoy, I think, presents a real dangerous area to be on a bike, even in a bike lane, given the number of cars and the number of places those cars are going to be turning. So, no, I will not be encouraging people to use the bike lanes in any way, shape, or form. I think these bike lanes are a great step towards making it safer for other forms of transportation. Stephen Palmer lives less than two miles to the east of Convoy Street. He bikes around his neighborhood several times a week. When he goes to the Convoy District, he usually gets takeout. But if there was bike infrastructure where I could lock my bike up in a public place, then I would be more likely to stay around, you know, maybe go sit down at dinner, grab dessert after, things like that. Convoy Street is due to be repaved and restriped with the new bike lanes sometime in the next six months. Andrew Bowen, KPBS News. Coming up, a cultural district celebrating Black art and culture in San Diego. We'll have that story and more next, just after the break. Hello, podcast listener. 
Full disclosure, I'm going to make some assumptions about you. This probably isn't the only podcast you enjoy. Blink if I'm right. (laughs) It's probably not the only thing you watch or listen to on KPBS either. If I'm right about that, then I'm guessing you make it a point to check in on a regular basis to see what's new, take in the latest and greatest, and then you go back to your daily life until we happily come together again. We're sort of like a virtual buffet. When you're hungry for information and entertainment, you go to KPBS and want to eat, uh, consume all you can, right? Well, you should know that when you become a member of KPBS, you're keeping the entire TV, radio, and online trays full of fresh ideas, like the tasty podcast you're enjoying right now. Help feed your appetite for KPBS. Become a member today. Just go to kpbs.org, click the blue Give Now button, and make a donation. Thank you. Twenty twenty two brought the establishment of a San Diego Black Arts and Culture District. KPBS reporter Jacob Ayer took a look at what the designation means for the city and its often overlooked black communities. Walk into the world famous Imperial Barbershop and you'll find a chock full of paintings, photographs, and artifacts that pay homage to black history in San Diego and beyond. The shop sits in the heart of the recently designated Black Arts and Culture District in Encanto. We're wanting this community to actually grow, and, and grow, it means art is the foundation of most growth. Tau Baraka is the shop's owner, and the art isn't just inside. Its back parking lot features some of the district's largest art pieces to date. We actually have had artists come out here to paint certain arts about, you know, our expression of, uh, of where, where we at mentally and culturally. Art in the district comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors, says local artist Kim Phillips P. So I've painted a number of murals on this street and in surrounding communities. She was overjoyed when the district became official. I was crying, um, tears of joy, of course. And the reason why is just because we see in other communities, like you go to Chicano Park, you immediately know where you are. You feel the sense of culture, you feel the sense of pride. And so that is something that I've always felt we deserve and that we need. The new cultural district covers eight blocks along Imperial Avenue, including Marie Whitman Memorial Park. That same part of town once hosted summertime street fairs. Vendors from one end to the other, uh, headliner, you know, bands, um, and just everybody would come out here in this wonderful weather in America's favorite city and just enjoy each other. This park became the staple of that, and we want to bring that back. That's Dehan Blevins, CEO of the nonprofit arts organization Urban Warriors. He says San Diego used to be known as Harlem of the West, and he hopes it'll soon be that again. So if we don't do this on purpose, create an epicenter to where people can come in a common ground and see people who look like them, see hair that looks like this, hear music that speaks of us, you can kind of forget who you are. The Arts District is part of San Diego City Council District 4, represented by Council Member Monica Montgomery Stepp. We're talking about preserving history. This is the district that historically has housed the African-American community in San Diego. This is the district that experienced the redlining. You know, this is the district where we formed community. The designation means funding to improve storefronts, enhance landscaping, and support small Black-owned businesses 
as well as adding freeway signage. Grant funding will be overseen by the San Diego African American Museum of Fine Arts, which is forming an advisory council to get community input. Gaidi Finney is the museum's executive director. A lot of times when people come to San Diego, they wonder where the black community is. I mean, many people have that problem. So having an area that we designate and we develop gives us that designation for people to have, you know, be proud of the area. Finney says the district will launch a website for the advisory board in the next two weeks. Phillips P plans to provide her voice and vision for the district's evolution. A little bit of everything from storefront improvement. I'd like to see infrastructure changes as far as driving down Imperial, um, beautification when it comes to just the landscaping, trees, definitely more murals, but we just want to see love poured into the area. Back at the world famous Imperial Barbershop, Baraka says he's already starting to see the community's economic growth and is looking forward to the healing that this designation can bring. You have to have a culture to build a community or it will always be a hood. You know, so the cultural part of it has to come, whether it's art, whether it's uh, 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 sports, whether it has to be something there that people can grab a hold to. And I believe art is like the uh, universal message for bringing people together. Right now, art is bringing people together at Marie Whitman Memorial Park on the last weekend of each month, the park will be one of the first places in the district to see upgrades. Jacob Ayer, KPBS News. That's it for the podcast today. As always, you can find more San Diego news online at kpbs.org. I'm Debbie Cruz. Thanks for listening and have a great day.